as I talked about last week, introduced a, a new a series for January that focuses on connection, uh, connection to God, connection with one another, and then connection to the community. And uh, it's so necessary, I think, at this time to talk about that because as we've been through this pandemic the last couple of years, one of the things that's been challenged is our ability to connect with one another. Uh, and because of that, it also sometimes we struggle with connecting to God and definitely connecting with the larger community. So I thought, let's, let's focus on that, but not just these couple weeks. It's actually going to be the theme for this whole year, that, that idea of connection, that 2022 is a year to connect. And one of the reasons for that is that as we, um, is that if we are going to actually grow in our connection to God, to one another, and to the community, it's going to be something that happens more than just on Sunday mornings. And it's going to be something that we have to keep returning to. Because actually, when I planned this series, I thought, all right, hey, we're, we're going to be coming right out of the pandemic, and so we've got to focus on connect, reconnecting. Well, then we've had this surge, and so that, uh, the fact is, all right, throughout this year, we're going to have to be focusing on that and looking at ways, new ways that we can connect. But also, as I was in my office just before the service, and I was praying and, and contemplating, also, God brought to my mind that um, this, the scripture we're going to look at, um, that this pandemic also... Uh, any, any hardship, right, this pandemic, but any hardship we go through, it often exposes certain things. And we have a choice. When things are exposed like this, are we going to learn from them? Or are we just going to try to get through them and go back to the way we always did things? And so one of the things that this pandemic has exposed is that we are very we, um, we, we've got an ethos, we've got a church culture here in America, but also here at Second Baptist, that is so Sunday and building and pastor-focused that when things like a pandemic challenge us so that it's hard to all gather together, we struggle. We struggle with those connections. And, and so one of the things that I think this pandemic is showing us is, is, is wait a minute, we have to go beyond Sunday in our connections, and that if all we ever do is connect with one another on Sunday morning for a few minutes, then our connections will be rather shallow, that we might not even know how to pray for one another, how to support one another, but that's what we're called to do. And so we're going to look at that. This year of connection, it starts with connecting to God. And our scripture verse, Hebrews 10, 19 through 25, uh, helps us do that. But then it also moves into connecting with one another, connecting to God together. And so let's look. Let's look at Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through Therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy place by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is, through his flesh, and since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful." 
And let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. How about some context? You guys hungry for some context? All right, well, I'm going to feed you. I'm going to feed you some context. So, in, so that's our scripture. And then if you look at the beginning of chapter 10, chapter 10 is one of those, the, the pinnacle of Hebrews where he, he talks about how Christ is the once and for all sacrifice, the once and for all offering for all of our sins, that he's established a new covenant of forgiveness so that we can connect with God now and, and forever. We can connect with God now and in eternity. And so verse 19 through 23 is an encouragement that Christ has made this eternal connection with God possible, so let's draw near, right? Verse 22, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith. We talked a lot about that last week, right? That connecting with God. Well, Hebrew says Jesus has made it all possible, so let's draw near to God. And Jesus, again, has brought the forgiveness. Anything that separated us from God, Jesus has taken away because he's our once and for all sacrifice. He's our high priest at the right hand of God. Now, after our particular section, in starting in verse 26, there's a warning. A warning not to treat Christ's sacrifice lightly by going on and walking in the sins and the separation from God that Christ saved us from. But in verse 24 and 25, there is an encouragement here, and that's our focus for today, that that's connecting with one another, that Christ has made it possible to connect with God, but the way we do that is also by connecting with one another. Verse 24, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day drawing near. So, Hebrews, it, it highlights the enormous gift that Christ has given us. And these verses, they're saying, and it's so amazing. The gift of God is so amazing. What Christ has done is so out of this world that, that we need to help one another live it out. That we can't do it alone because that's not what Christ he died for. He not only died to bring us to God, but he also died to bring us together. And so this is what this highlights. And then the author, he seems to suggest that, all right, and, and you should gather even more, and that, that need to gather is even more pressing as you see the day drawing near. You notice that, the day drawing near. That probably refers to the day of judgment and the expectation that, oh, things are going to get worse in, in, in before that day. So the uh, encouragement here is as, as the world is getting more and more sinful and immoral and all of this, that we need to gather together to help encourage one another to stay strong, to help encourage one another so that we don't give up, we don't give in. Right? That's a part of what he's saying here. I mean, have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like giving up or, or giving in? I think we all do at one time or another. And the world tells us, for instance, so many things, and, and we want to give in and, and just be like the world. But the Hebrew says, no, Christ died to set you free from all that. Now you're connected with God. Now you're a holy people. You have all of these gifts. So don't give in and just go the way of the world. And there's so many examples of that, right? The, the way of our world. Um, you know, how do you give in to that? Well, there's so many different ways, so many different temptations. Um, but, but for instance, you know, 
the, our world, the way of our world is to, is to, you know, you love your friends, but you hate your enemies, right? That if someone does you dirty, if, you do some, if something does, someone does bad to you, then you hate them, you cancel them, you um, fight fire with fire, right? And so there's that great temptation, no, I'm going to give in and I'm just going to go along the course of the world. One politician said, you know, um, uh, you know, turn the other cheek isn't working. And so there's that temptation. All right, this is the way the world works, so I'm going to give in to that, and I'm going to go along the, the way of the world. And that temptation is so great that one of the reasons we need to gather together is to help one another. Say, no, no, like that's the way the world works, but Jesus has called us to something different encourage one another in that, to spur one another on to love and good works, to mimic Jesus. Or sometimes we're just tempted to give up on this whole Jesus thing. And that could mean just literally just leaving and saying, I don't believe in Jesus anymore. But oftentimes it more means more like going incognito, like, yeah, I'm a Christian, but I don't want anyone to know about it. And that basically is giving up. And when we gather together, though, we help one another. We encourage one another to not only stay strong and stay the course, but we also encourage one another. No, don't give up. Don't give in. In a previous church, we had a, a fellow who had been struggling with drug addiction, and uh, he was ready to give in again. And he, he called us and said, listen, I, I, I'm going to give in. He says, either that or if I give in again, I think I'm going to give up. I think I'm going to take my life. Because he felt that was his only options, right? He had been struggling for so long. My only options is either to give in or to give up. But a bunch of us guys got together. We didn't forsake the assembling of ourselves. No, we got together with him and we prayed with him and we helped guide him to see the different steps that he could take. And sure enough, a, a few months later, looking back, he said, man, if we didn't gather together at that time, if you guys weren't there for me, I would have given up or I would have given in. He wasn't sure what he was going to do, but he knew, he, well, he thought those were his only choices. And so when we gather together, what we do is we help people see, no, with God, all things are possible. With God, we don't have to go along the course of the world. With God, there's more choices than just giving up or giving in. And we need support of one another. And when we gather, it's the same thing. And, and, you know, maybe it's not that dramatic. In other words, well, i got to gather because someone, you know, is going to commit suicide or they're going to go back on drugs. No, sometimes it's just the main mundane things. Gathering together to encourage one another to stay in prayer, to stay um, um, reading the scriptures, just to, to focus on Jesus. And a lot of times it's those habits those habits we need to be reminded of. And when we gather together, we remind one another of those things. And that helps sustain us. It helps give us strength. But, you know, one of the, the, the things that we need uh, sort of to change our minds about is in our scripture, you know, our, our focus scripture, it says, you know, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet one another is, is the habit of some is we often look at that, and that, that word for habit, it's not the habit of some. In Greek, it's, it's ethos or ethos, and then 
we, that's where we get our English word like ethos. And so what's ethos? Ethos is like the culture. It's, you can say, what's the ethos of your church? It's like, well, how we think. It's the culture of our church. And, and here he's saying, all right, the, the, the ethos of the church should be that whenever we gather, to, that we gather together often, but that, and we don't neglect it, that's not our culture, that's not our way, but also when we gather together, it's not just about us. That when we gather together, it's not saying, you know, I hope I get a lot out of our gathering. It's when we gather together, am I stirring others up for love and good works? So many times when we walk into our, our church service or, or whatever, what are we thinking? Huh, I, I hope I get a lot. And, and yes, it's good to want to be fed. It's good to want to um, grow in the Lord. But what this scripture challenges us to is when we gather together, are we also thinking that a part of my um, responsibility as a, a, a church member, as a part of God's family, is not just to connect with God. Yes, that's my primary focus, but as I connect with God, then I look to see how can I help someone else? How can I encourage somebody else to stir them up for love and good works? It would be if we actually had a different ethos, and that was the way, how we, when we gathered, we always thought, yes, I'm here to connect to God, but I'm also here to connect with my brothers and sisters in Christ and to help them take a step towards Jesus. That would be a monumental change. Just think of, of, of when you came, you would be expectant. You'd be, be yes, um, not only is God going to speak to me, maybe through the message, but also through the different people there, but then God is going to help, use me to help someone take a step towards him. There's no greater blessing than connecting with God and then God using you to connect others with him. What a mind shift that would be if we actually read this, the, um, you know, Hebrews and we often focus on, oh, wait, don't neglect the, the, the gathering together of ourselves. And, and yes, that's important. But a lot of times we can gather together but not connect with anyone else. You know, we come, we hear the message, we leave. But here this is saying, no, no, the, the, the spirit of this passage is, yeah, you, you, you gather together, you, folk, you, you receive from the Lord, but you also stir one another up. Are we doing that? Um, there's a little book here called How to Walk into Church. Um, Steve Nevue, um did a class on this, what was it, two years ago, one year, it was recently, and it's, it's a very little book. I actually have two extras here if anyone wants to borrow them, and it uses this scripture that I've been talking about and many others to talk about that, like how to walk into church. And its idea is, yeah, when you walk into church, Go with an attitude, a prayerful attitude, that a part of the gathering, it's not just about what I like or whatever, it's about helping someone else take a step towards Jesus. And so again, it's, um, it's very good, it's a short little book, and so if anyone wants to borrow one, uh, you know, I've got two copies there, and many of you went through that class, and so there's probably more kicking around somewhere, but I highly suggest it. And so, what if we did that? What if when we gathered together on Sunday mornings, whenever we gathered together other times, 
we had in our mind that I'm here to help stir other people up for love and good works. I'm here to help others take a step towards Jesus. And it, that makes sense because we have this cliche that we always say, but most cliches, when we say them, it's because we live them out so much that it's just like second nature, but this is not the case with this cliche. And I say it all the time, that the church is not a building, it's not a program, the church is the people. Right, say it all the time. All the time we say that. But we don't live it. We don't, I mean, we know that in our head, but if the church is the people, then this should be like, oh, well, of course, when we gather together, it's not about the program, it's not about the building, but it's about the people. Therefore, the church is now, we don't go to church. We, the, the church never ends. The church is the gathering of the people. And those connections between one another, they last. And, and they, they are to be there, not just on a Sunday morning, but all of the time. And if the church is about the people, then the people around us, we say, how can I help them connect with Jesus? And that's why when, again, in, in that passage, not neglecting to meet one another, as is the habit of some, the ethos of some, it's, it's not just, oh yeah, so we better gather together once a week, you know, um, consume and, you know, um, uh, observe a good program and then leave. No, no, our ethos must be we are the church. The church is the people and therefore... Whenever we gather, we gather a lot, and we gather to help one another take that step towards Jesus. That was the ethos of the early church. Look at Acts chapter 2, verse 46 and 47. This describes the early church just after Pentecost. They didn't know what they were doing, but the Holy Spirit filled them, and they just started um, being Jesus' people. And in verse 46, this is what, how it describes them. Day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes. They received their food with gladness and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So day by day, they're worshiping. Day by day, they're, they're having one another in their homes. They were connected. They were so connected that they actually knew each other's struggles. They actually knew how to encourage one another. They knew each other's stories so that if, if someone was starting to struggle, they're like, oh, yeah, I remember you, you, uh, God brought you through that before, and so, yeah, he's doing that again. They definitely knew each other's names. And that connection to God and that connection to one another, it changed lives and it changed the world. And so in 2022, let's pursue that connection that connection to God, yes, but that connection to one another. If we do that, we're going to grow in our connection with God. We're going to grow in our connection, again, with one another. And this has to be both intentional and organic. Um, so as, what I mean by that is intentional things that we do as a church, as the leadership of the church, we figure out how can we facilitate connections with one another. We have to do that. But if, it's, if we're really going to do what it's talking about in Acts and in Hebrews, it also has to be organic. That's right, the use of no pesticides. Um, 
<laughs> no, what I mean by organic is that it's, it just happens, right? It happens among the church people. It's nothing that you plan. It's nothing that you program. It's just that there is an ethos, there's a culture in our church of looking after one another, caring for one another, and you don't teach that. You don't program it. It just happens when each person says, I need a person-to-person connection, first of all. But then, not only am I connecting with other people, because you can gather together like we're doing here and still not connect with anyone, right? And so it's, no, not only am I going to see how many person-to-person connections I have, but each connection is a starting point that will then I help that person take a step towards Jesus? Will they help me take a step towards Jesus? So the connections are important in making sure we have lots of them, But so is that next step in our minds. Wait a minute. I'm not just here for me. I'm also here for somebody else and looking for those opportunities. God, who can I help take a step towards you? And I know this is hard, especially if you're more introverted. You're like, yeah, yeah, I don't like talking to people. Um, And so that might be more challenging, but yet that's our calling. That's the ethos that was in the early church. That's the ethos I want in our church where we gather together, even the introverts, and we're like, all right, yes, God, I'm here, and you're, you're my everything, and I'm growing in you, but I also know that you've got me here to help others take a step towards you. And, and so that has to be organic. And that goes beyond a shallow, and if we really did that, you know what would happen is that when things like the pandemic hit, right, and, and there's a lot of people not here today because they've got health issues, they've got all sorts of things, and so, and so they're at home, and that makes it hard because, yeah, we need to connect, but we have so much technology, we have, we have phones, we have all sorts of things that the only, there's nothing stopping us from living that kind of house-to-house connection, even in a pandemic. And in fact, if we truly had this ethos, then it's like, all right, I can't gather in a big crowd on Sunday, but if we have, we have so many opportunities to connect with one another, we have growth groups, we have uh, this ethos in our church of just calling one another and knowing one another, that yeah, the pandemic it's ca- makes it hard to gather in big groups, but it doesn't slow us down in caring for one another, knowing one another, praying for one another, encouraging one another, because we have those connections. And every connection we have, we know God has given us that connection, so we help them take a step towards Jesus. But we don't think like that, do we? We think, let's gather and then scatter, which, yes, we're supposed to scatter, but we're supposed to stay connected. We gather, we increase our connections with one another and our encouragement of one another, so that when we do scatter in our various places, We're still connected, we're still encouraged, we're still able to help one another in whatever crises and whatever thing we're going through, even if it's a pandemic. But you see, this pandemic has exposed us. And this is all in in church in America, is that we get so Sunday morning program-focused, pastor-focused, that when something comes and challenges our ability and ease to do that, we get out of the habit. But if we're in the habit of, no, anytime we connect, we help one another, that stands the test of of anything, even a pandemic. So intentional. What are we doing intentionally? That's why, you know, (laughs) one of the things that, uh, again, you know, it says the people make plans and then God kind of laughs at our plans. Well, 
Again, as I was mentioning last year, as I was thinking about 2022, and I was like, yes, you know, there's going to be a year of connection. We're going to come back from the pandemic and all this. And one of the things that we were moving towards was, and we're calling them growth groups, is that more home-to-home based groups during, throughout the week, right? Giving people opportunities in different people's homes to really get to one, know one another, really get to dig down deep and, um, and encourage one another, discuss things deeply, and, and do it with hospitality and all that. We're moving towards that. Now, of course, with this surge, well, a lot of people don't necessarily want to have a whole crowd in their house. Um, and so we're postponing that a little bit, but we're still, starting, we're still starting on that process. So in the beginning of February, uh, we're going to be launching this video series, as I mentioned, called Jesus Basics. And one of the things about it is that it, it can be shared among all sorts of people, but we're also going to have an, one in-person group and at least one Zoom group. The in-person group is going to be at Steve Nebus on Friday at 6. Then we're going to, on, on Wednesday nights, we're going to have a Zoom group to have that connection. But this is the beginning, and we want, once this, we do come out of the pandemic, to, to really focus down on that idea, that house-to-house ministry, that, that kind of connection where you can really get to know people. Um, and if you really get to know people, then you can really help them take a step. But with this video series, one of the things is during this pandemic, there's nothing stopping you. And if you're watching online, you're like, yeah, I'm having real trouble connecting because I've got pre-existing conditions and I can't meet in a crowd. Well, there's nothing stopping you from saying, hey, did that, you know, the video series, did you see that one this week? Yeah, let's, let, let me call you and let's talk about it. It'll be a discussion guide and stuff so that even people on the phone, did you watch the video? Yeah, here's the discussion guide. Two people talking together. See, we don't think about things like that, but, but that's what church is. Church is that connection. It's the people where, hey, you can't gather in a big group? Well, guess what? I will call you, and we can still encourage one another in the Lord. So there's these intentional ways that we can facilitate this kind of connection. You know, we also have our online group, right? And a lot of people think, all right, well, one of the things about, you know, don't forsake the gathering together. Well, doesn't the online group or doesn't, doesn't what, having things online keep us from gathering together? Well, it can, but it doesn't have to. And, and it can be both and. So, again, every connection that we make can either stop there or it can help other people take a step. So whether you come in person on Sunday or whether you connect online on Sunday, the question is, all right, is that are you stopping there? Or do you then help one another take that step? You see, so, so whether it's on, on um, you're, you're watching online or whether you're here in person, the, the question is still the same. Am I stopping there? Or am I seeking more connection? So we have our online Facebook group. Right? And that's a private group so that our stuff doesn't go everywhere. But that's a, a way where people who are, are housebound, they can still share prayer requests. They can share songs. And that's what happens a lot on that group is people say, hey, can you pray with me? Uh, you know, my family members are sick. Or, or they share a song that this God really spoke to my heart. And it's in that they're helping people take a step. But make no mistake, there's whether we come in person or whether we're online, there is that call towards helping someone else take a step. 
And that's where, okay, when it comes to online ministry, there is, you do come to a place where you stop, right? Because there has to be some sort of person-to-person connection. Whether it's a phone call or something, you've got to connect with someone if you're going to help them take that step. And if you're going to further your steps in serving of, of Jesus and becoming more Christ-like, you also have to step out in service, right? There's a, there's a thing about when you want to grow like Jesus, well, then Jesus was a servant. Jesus did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And so there's that part where, all right, now I'm going to step out in service to grow, to be like Jesus. And again, that's hard to do online. But it's not either or, it's both and. What we do is we're trying to increase the amount of connection points that we have with one another. But again, it's not just increasing the connection points. It's changing the ethos, the habits of our church so that we say, yeah, I'm connecting, but now am I connecting in a way that is stirring one another up to love and good works? Because that's what this is talking about. Real connections result in real growth as an individual and as a body of believers. And so when Wendy and I were first married, we were in a, um, a group of young couples that would gather together, and uh, we would just, I don't even remember what we studied, but we studied different things and talked about how to grow, how to apply the scriptures to life. And even now, it's been like 24 years, when I see those folks up there in uh, Orange Mass, you know, I, I see some of those people who are in our group, and we're like, hey, remember that group we were in? That's great. And, and we talk about how our, we were connected. And we would still, I still know each person in that group. I know their family. I know their struggles. I know their story. So that it, would ta- it only takes me now about five minutes to catch up with them and, and encourage them. And that's after 24 years. Why? How does that happen? Because that connection that not just connection and, oh, I happen to be sitting in the same room with you, but that connection of we are, si- we are connected together and now how can we help one another take that step? So what we're talking about here is a, it is a change of ethos. It's a change of church culture. We've been, all been brought up, or even if you haven't been brought up, the last several years, you saw we, we catch culture, right? We just know this is how things are done. And, and Yes, we gather together. Yes, it's wonderful to gather together on a Sunday morning and praise God together. And, and there's, it's important to do this. We shouldn't forsake this. But what I'm saying is we also have to build in our culture that, that it just doesn't stop here, right? That a part of our gatherings are for one another, that connection with one another. And so it, culture takes a while to establish, but it also takes a, a, a while to turn. But I want you to know that's what we're trying to move towards. We're trying to move to have that ethos in our church that always looks to connect with one another in, in deeper ways so that we can really help one another. And, you know, if you're here and you're just kind of visiting or you're, you're wondering about the church, yeah, of course, we just, you know, come and, and all that. But if you're a church member or if you want to grow, we're going to constantly challenge you. Okay, time for that next step. We gather together so you can take that next step. And so, yes, once this pandemic sort of subsides, we'll, we'll, we'll be even have some more opportunities, but the pandemic is not stopping us from connecting with one another. It might be stopping us from huge gatherings, and the cold is stopping us from gathering outside, unfortunately, because um, that's another way to do things. 
But it's not stopping us from connecting with one another, right? I mean, we can call one another. We can send cards to one another. And we can gather. And we can gather in a way that's safe for many people. But when it comes down to it, it's always about that, am I going to help that other person? So the scripture says, verse 24, let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet one another as a habit of some. So will you consider that? It says, let us consider how to stir one another up to love and good works. Will you consider that? Consider how you can and increase connections. Help others take a step. Don't leave this service without saying, okay, yes, I need to stir other people to love and good works. And think about it. Pray about it and make that commitment. Let's pray. Dear God, we see in your word here that you have called us to stir one another up. And Lord, we, we confess we often come with a very self-centered mindset of what am I going to get and how am I going to receive? And Lord, we're grateful that you're a generous God and you do pour out your spirit, you do pour out your wisdom, and, and we do gather for that. But we also pray, God, that we would in our minds always be thinking, how can we stir one another up? How can we, how can we encourage one another? Lord, there are some here who are, are discouraged and how can we pray for one another if we don't even enlist, listen? Lord, Linda Nason asked that we pray for her sister. She came and she has this burden on her sisters in a difficult way. And so, Lord, I lift her up. I lift strengths for her. But, Lord, there's so many others who've come here and they're worried about loved ones or they've got burdens, they've got friends. And, Lord, you, you've gathered us together so that we would Stir one another up, Lord. We'd encourage one another. And so may we do that, God. And Lord, for even those who are, you know, those who are at home, Lord, you call each one of us to stir, to encourage. So show us, Lord, how to do that. In, in our hearts now, Lord, as we sing this lost song, would you seal it in our hearts of, of something that you're calling us to do to help somebody else, and then that we would step out in that. Lord, do that in us and through us. And we thank you that you use us for one another in these purposes. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.